I'm Eddie Merckx. You listen to The Bicycle Show on Resonance 104.4 FM. the bike show on Resonance 104.4 FM and we're talking about the coming of Paris to London. Fabulous Bell Rays and Les Cornichons, their version of kicking off this week's uh, penultimate edition in the current season of The Bike Show. And if the Mayor of London has anything to do with things, we will all be eating uh, Cornichons and de la moutarde on our bicycles um, in the next few years because uh, the Mayor is planning to copy and imitate the fantastic Velib uh, free bicycle, almost free bicycle hire um, system that has been uh, introduced in Paris with tremendous success. Basically, it's kind of taken, you know, it's it's taken a city which you know had a fair few people cycling cycling around in it, into and turned it into really a cycling city. And and anyone who's gone to Paris um, since the value system has been running will have will be able to attest to that. 
Um, in the studio to talk about it is Kieran Yates, who has been to Paris to check out the Velib system. Welcome to the Bike Show, Kieran. It's been a while. Yes, it was uh, well before Christmas since I was last here. Uh, I had a nice rest over the Christmas period and back out on my bike for the first time in a long time, just last weekend. So, because nice. uh, you, you earned your rest with the with the Paris Brest Paris, obviously. I, I think I did. Yes, uh, and you, but you haven't got any numb patches. Uh, I'm still fully left rec- over. Fully recovered now. <laughs> fully, re- fully recovered. So, um, you went off to um, Paris to find out. Um, what happened and have produced an excellent report which we're going to play without any further ado right now Paris, and I've met up with old friend of the bike show, Matt Tempest, who hasn't made an appearance on the show for quite some time, but he's uh, come out of his Paris retreat, and he's here to tell me all about the Velib bicycle hire scheme, which has been the great new fashion in Paris over the last six months. Hi, Matt. Um, Good evening. How does the Velib scheme work? It's basically essentially free or rather it's so cheap it's as good as free um you rent a bike or you rent a card for a year at a price of 29 euros which is uh, still only about 20 quid and then basically every journey is free up to half an hour and as people who've been to paris will know paris is so small that half an hour will get you on two wheels to you know northeast south and west over and above that you start paying a euro for the next half an hour and two euros for that so if you really went on an all dayer it would clock up 10 or 15 or 20 euros but nobody does that the point of the pricing scheme is to keep the bikes in circulation to keep you using one bike at a time dropping it off and when you've had your meeting or breakfast or dinner or whatever you're doing getting a different bike separately to come back on there are docking stations all around the city so it's never a problem finding one or uh, finding an empty one to deliver your bike back to the scheme's been up and running for five or six months now there are the docking stations spread out right the way through Paris I'm told there are about 20,000 Veli bikes on the streets it's a very impressive kind of project, how did it all come about? I think one of the keys for its successes is the fact that actually it was born overnight, it was a big bang approach, they didn't do pilot schemes and trials basically in July last year 2007 they launched it having put all the 20-odd thousand bikes around the city overnight, or rather in the weeks leading up to it with a big advertising campaign, told people how it worked, and, you know, probably to everyone's surprise, it worked like a dream. What you see around Paris is Parisians using them for odd jobs, getting across to their neighbours, down to a restaurant, into work, dropping them off. And basically one of the biggest keys in its or factors in its success is the sheer conciseness, the, the sheer availability of bikes they literally seem to be on every corner little stands of 10 20 30 bikes pretty much every 100 meters or so so it's never you don't need a map you don't need to wander around for hours trying to find where to take one back to they're everywhere they just completely permeate the city so there seems to have been this very grand vision of the whole project and the funding's been available and it's all just been done in one big swoop how exactly was that done? Well, I'm very impressed by the fact that 
the I think what makes or breaks these sorts of schemes, and I've you know experienced the Deutsche Bahn rental scheme in Berlin and Cologne in Germany. I've seen the white bike free rental in Copenhagen and in uh, Amsterdam. And I think what makes the Paris scheme, the Velib, work is that they've really thought through the nitty-gritty and logistics of the payment schemes, the kind of hardwaringness or the durability of the bike itself, which is fairly indestructible, and the availability, uh, the fact that they're uh, everywhere that you look. So there's been no teething problems that I'm aware of, gripes. I mean, they also, they're pretty indestructible bikes. The worst you'll ever find is that one's got a flat tyre, not through a punch. I think people you know, occasionally let them down, but very, I've not actually seen one vandalised or uh, broken yet. So, so they're actually treated with respect almost. Yeah. So it's not like you see a bike on the streets of London that's well, that, possible public property. And that what wor- That's what worries me about any attempt to take it over to Britain. I mean, they're simply... Paris is a very divided city. I mean, you've got a very posh centre of town, which is where the bikes are, and you've got the high-rise bonlieus or suburbs. And the mayor this year is attempting to take the bike scheme out to the bonlieus, which are much more crime-ridden, you know, a bit more dirtier, a bit more dangerous. So it'll be, that will be more of an interesting comparison for whether it could work in London. Certainly in the centre of town, I've yet to see one vandalised or just kicked in for the sake of it, or even the worst I've seen is just some sort of felt-tip graffiti on the uh, skirt guard on the back uh, wheel with a bit of felt-tip. And whereabouts did the finance for establishing this whole project come from? Well, contrary to stereotypes about the French, it's actually it's a private scheme that's been endorsed by the socialist mayor of Paris Bertrand Delano, and it comes from the uh, outdoor advertising French giants, JC Desso, who make uh, a lot of the bus stands you see in France and in Britain and everywhere else, and the poster sites and they, in return for some sort of commercial deal where they get more advertising space, have designed and installed all the bikes now there must be some level of city subsidy I'm not entirely clear what and how much but it's essentially a private sector project guided and endorsed and ratified by the municipal government and they have them up and running in other French cities as well Lyon and Clermont-Ferrand and a few others that's one sign uh, you could be optimistic about it getting adopted in Britain and that you know if it's been a success here and they're making money out of it well they might try their hand in Britain personally I feel that the crime levels or the sheer delinquency in Britain these days would just mean they'll get kicked in for the sheer hell of it uh, and but do you think there'd be the political will to implement such a scheme anyway? Well, no. I mean, really, no serious politicians uh, in Britain cycle that I'm aware of. There's not really that kind of thinking and thoroughness and thought-throughness about cycling that you get on the continent. There's also the problem that, you know, in Paris really doesn't have any heavy lorries. It doesn't have major deliveries. It's a pretty safe city to cycle around it's not dirty and grubby in london obviously people are frightened about the fact that there's huge juggernauts everywhere uh, crazy taxis crazy uh, jaywalking pedestrians crazy white van man you know it's everything's a little bit more laid back and civilized in paris and you know despite the stereotypes actually the french drivers because a lot of them are cyclists themselves are, are pretty um uh, tolerance not the right word they're they're empathetic well you mentioned there that jc Dassault uh, were responsible for implementing the scheme and I, I guess one of their one of the strengths they probably brought to the whole project was the fact that they are used to maintaining multiple locations multiple sites and i guess one of the problems that has to be overcome with any bicycle hire scheme is actually maintaining 
the bicycles. How exactly do JC so go about that? Well, they do it in a very environmentally friendly way. They actually have a team of mechanics going around on, <coughs> excuse me, electrically powered bicycles with trailers with their um, nuts and bolts and equipment in. And these guys, these guys fix the bikes, or at least they fix them if they're just faults they can do on the spot, such as flat tires and chains and things. If the bike's a little bit more um, decrepit, it gets carted off uh, to a floating maintenance workshop on the Seine, on the river in Paris, which uh, has a team of about 12 mechanics, I think, that floats up and down the Seine, collecting bikes, repairing them and offloading them again. And they're delivered. There's also a problem in Paris, or not a problem, but there's a couple of hills in Paris. So what you get is people are a bit lazy, and at the end of the day, uphill... Uh, docking stations tend to have no bikes left because people don't bother cycling back uphill to drop them off and so there's a little bit of uh, you know reallocation of resources as the economists would say uh, where a lorry goes around picking up surplus bikes and taking them to the uphill stations at the end of the day ready for the next morning well we have one of the veli bikes in front of us which you have kindly released from its docking station first of all can you just describe the bike to me it's got a very organic kind of shape to it well first and foremost as any cycling aficionado uh, knows the most important thing is the color it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's gray it's a sort of ivory metallic uh, elephant gray and they're, they're quite elegant they're stepped through but they're kind of curvaceous you know very french very parisian they have a skirt guard which uh, you know for the uh, younger generation of listeners is that thing on the back wheel which stops your scarf skirt whatever getting caught in the back spokes they're sort of thick set and heavy bikes they've got a front basket little chain a big sort of metal lump that locks into the docking station it's got a chain guard so you don't get oily adjustable saddle down to i don't know five foot roughly um, up to six foot two or so i mean i'm talking about the the side the the, the rider there a bell three-speed uh, hub gear brakes. I mean, pretty much the gears and the brakes are never a problem. You've just got to give the tyres a kick before you get on to make sure you haven't got a, uh, a flat front or back. Don't let me forget to mention the lights. Uh, Dynamo, uh, halogen front lamp and back, uh, very, very effective. Stay on at traffic lights. Uh, uh, thought through, very good bike. Uh, and does the Dynamo come on automatically or oh yeah it's, it's on all the time it's a volvo daytime daytime <laughs> and nighttime as a foreign visitor to paris how easy would it be for me to use the velib scheme pièce de gâteau as we say <laughs> piece of cake even without very much french you put a bank card in the instructions are in english every little docking station has a kind of yeah a bit like where you get a parking ticket in a british car park machine there you put the card in it looks very frightening because it wants about 120 euros deposit but it doesn't actually register it it's only if you you know steal the bike that that's going to disappear and a one day pass is one euro five day pass is five euros it gives you a number it tells you you know which how many bikes are available you choose the number of the bike that you want you know number 20 number 17 whatever that looks uh, like it's in working order click and you're off and you know deposit anywhere else in the city little red light tells you uh, you know that that one's free green light when you lock it in uh it's really child's play okay well i'm going to give it a go and i'll go up and down the street and see what it's like for comfort and uh, <laughs> oh, it's got quite a hefty stand oh, yeah, messing with that stand
Okay, so first experience of the Velib riding the wrong way down a one-way street, but it's very quiet and it's actually quite a joy to ride. Quite a decent range of gears, a bit like the uh, bike I hired in London, but uh, I'm going to turn around now. Although it looks very, very heavy, the bike is actually going at a reasonable speed. Well, all I can say is it's fantastique. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I mean, it's solid, but it's not. It, 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 it looks as though it's really, really heavy and hefty. It's not but, as heavy as it looks, is it? But um, no, it uh, goes at quite a decent yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. It's a great way of exploring the city. I, I know that in London you used to be a very strong advocate of the Brompton bicycle, which is very much the bicycle in your back pocket, take it anywhere, and it's always with you. How does using Velib compare to using a Brompton? I think they're very similar in a way. They're a sort of friend in need. I mean, they're a pick-up-and-drop-off useful bike. They're not a bike you'd go and do a 60-mile ride at the weekend on. They're not really a bike you can fix a child's seat on or particularly a trailer on. They're just urban, practical city bikes. And the joy of it is, you know, especially for Riverlee, but also with a Brompton, it's sort of pick-up-and-drop-off. You know, you do one journey at a time. You go to the theatre or the cinema... And on your way back, you get a different Valib. You've taken it there, or, you know, you go there, you get pissed, and uh, you don't have to leave your bike in town and go back and get it the next day. You get the metro home, you get another Valib the next day. And, and I guess there is that advantage that you are leaving your expensive hardware out on the street or... Well, in the Valib's case, it's someone else's expensive hardware. <laughs> you know, you drop it off and forget about it. You never use the same bike twice. I mean, it, you could do a very interesting artistic sort of project, monitoring the computer logistics must do this, where each bike goes in its lifetime. I mean, they're all supposed to be used eight or ten times a day. You know, you could make a film a little bit like that old slacker film of Richard Linglater's from the 90s, you know, just following one bike and all the people who rode on it for one day or you know, a week. So you're saying there are 20,000 bikes in Paris and they're used on average eight times a day. So you're talking about 160,000 journeys by Veli bikes. Oh, yeah. That's what they say. And, you know, there are times when they run out. I mean, especially during the transport strikes back in November when the metro was down and the train lines were down. You couldn't find a Valib for level money. One, one of the things I noticed, Liberté, was one of the big words that was splashed yes. on the uh, Valib hub. And it's a very powerful word in the French language. Egalité and fraternité, isn't it? it I, I think using that word almost brings greater kudos in France than perhaps any other word to a project such as this. Absolutely. I mean, in 20 years of cycling, I've actually never met a cyclist who cycled solely and predominantly because of the environmental benefits or because of this. It's always because it's so cheap, free and easy. I mean, it just gives you this total freedom of the city. I mean, look at this. Here, here we are. This is my Valib card, my one-year subscription card. 
And it actually says on it, La ville est plus belle à vélo. The city is more beautiful from a bike. Well, we all know that's true. Well, that was Matt Tempest with uh, Kieran Yates. Kieran, overwhelmingly positive view of Vélib in Paris. Will it work in London? Very good question. Um, I think it really depends on how it's implemented, uh, where the funding comes from. Um, and I also have concerns about the difference in culture in between Paris and London. I think there's a... a well, let, let's, get on, let's get into culture in a moment. But on the practical side of things, um, you mentioned there that the first tranche in Paris was 10,000 bicycles. And of course, it's important to remember that Paris is rather smaller and more compact in its central zone than the centre of London is. Um, so that was 10,000 down and then another 10,000 kind of being rolled out at the moment, um, taking it up to 20,000. The mayor's plan announced just 6,000 for London uh, by by 2010. Um, that seems like it might be, you know, missing the point of a kind of saturation approach that is one of the keys to making this thing a success. Because in Brussels, um, where, where, where I've been um, and used the Velocity um, system, you know, they've got about maybe about 600, 800 bikes in about 20 different spots. And it's just it's just not enough. Um, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I can't really see where these 6000 bikes would go, uh, unless it's just in the very core of central London for very short journeys that you might hop on a bus for perhaps, and you've got the option of using a bike. Uh, there is currently uh, a bike hire scheme in London and that suffers from the same problem. That, that's, that's Oi Bike. That, that's right. Um, they've got a concentration of bikes in West London and then a few out in East London. And the problem is that if you're in East London and using the Oi Bike scheme, then okay, it's free for half an hour just like it is with Valib in France. Uh, but your journey inevitably is over half an hour. I took out an Oi bike for the day. It's very clunky in comparison to uh, the Valley bike. Um, it's garish yellow. It has advertising panels on the rear rack, uh, a shaft drive, and the whole system itself felt clunky as well. You don't have that option of just putting in your bank card. It's more a case of you have to log on to an internet site and then text people to get a code to release the bike so it, it's not as immediate and practical and i took the oi bike out to canary wharf which uh is probably about a 35 40 minute journey I, I kind of got lost a bit but because i went over the half hour um because i went over the half hour uh i got charged i think it was two pounds for going into the next half hour and likewise on the way back. And that's a journey I could do on Docklands Light Railway for a pound each way. So there was no economy in doing it. Either time or money. Mm, okay. So, I mean, I think all of the political parties seem to have welcomed this, but I guess the challenge is going to be making it work in its implementation and keeping the pressure up because there's a, tradi there's a terrible tradition in contrast to countries like France, which are fantastic at the kind of grand projet, when they decide to do something, they really just get it done and make it work. In London, it always seems to be in the UK, you know, something's announced and then it's announced, but it's actually a bit scaled down and they didn't manage to get the funding and all oh, they had to increase the prices and it, it, everything becomes diminished uh, over time. And, and becoming diminished on a project like this is potentially fatal, right? 
I agree with you, yes. I, I think there are aspects of the way that uh, the Channel Rail uh, link has worked, the Eurorail. You have a station in Stratford, which they spent £250 million on developing, and it was completed two years ago, and it's not open uh, because it doesn't suit the private uh, sector to stop at Stratford seven minutes out of King's Cross. And it, it has that feeling that unless it has the full backing and it's implemented it in the grand, with the grand vision and exactly as it is designed, it, it, it just won't work. And so assuming that those responsible for implementing the system do do their job and the, th- the thing is there and it's ready to go, on day one, will Londoners take to it? Um, it really depends on, I, I think, on what other measures are put in place to reduce traffic in central London, get better driving standards in central London. Are we going to be, I think Matt in the piece there, he mentioned that there's a lot less heavy goods vehicles in central Paris. Uh, are there going to be restrictions on heavy good heavy goods vehicles in central London? Because Let's face it, it's a nightmare at the moment with, uh, as Matt said, crazy pedestrians, crazy J, uh, crazy taxi drivers, heavy goods vehicles. Uh, I think all of that needs to change as well to make people feel comfortable with the idea of riding a bike in central. But, you know, Parisians and Londoners are not that different. Do you think they'll both adapt to the idea and, and try something new? There's nothing, there's nothing uh, about Parisians that made them more willing to give it a go. Um, that I really couldn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we may have a report in the next season of the Bike Show about how Velib has um, has made Paris an even more um, amorous city. Uh, I was talking to a friend who's who's moved back there from London, and she says that Velib has um, has 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 done all the kinds of things that we we were talking about on the Valentine's Day show just a couple of weeks ago. Well, let's come back in a moment to talk about. The, uh, the rest of the mayor's plan for cycling in London. Coming to London, of course, was just one of a, of a handful of measures announced um, by the mayor uh, the other day. Um, I think the most interesting of the other measures was that relating to a new series of cycling corridors, bicycle boulevards that will be coming um, into the centre of London, helping people to get in um, on bicycles easily. I guess maybe taking a little bit of a cue from the Copenhagen experience. Where are they going to be? Um, I'm... I'm not absolutely sure. I think there have been maps published. Um, 
but whether they're actually uh, derived from the mayor's plans, I don't know. But uh, they seem to come in from north, south, east, west, and straight into the centre of town. So, well, if you have, if you have any, if you're listening to the bike show and you have any maps of those cycle corridors, let us know. We'd love to uh, tell everybody where they're going to be because we don't know. Um, and then, I suppose, other interesting areas of, uh, of, of policy action: uh, the bike zones for short trips to schools and the. Uh, I think there's going to be some bi- more bicycle training. Um, they always seem to be putting one into bicycle training, which is a very good thing. Um, and they're also going to be doing something called Streets of Gold, which is um, about creating 200 premium walking areas, um, linking key local destinations such as stations, schools, shops with inner and outer London. And uh, that's going to be um, kind of a walking policy. So until next week on the show, which will be coming from an undisclosed location in the United States, uh, that's all from me, Jack Thurston. And me, Kieran Yates. And thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to The Bike Show. (laughs) 